This weekend was just a really special time for me with the Lord as, you know, we have been studying um, the prayer of Jabez and comparing that along with the Lord's prayer. And I had started uh, just really seeking God um, for a better prayer uh, life, a more intimate prayer life with him. Uh, probably last year at some point in time. And this weekend I was just, you know, reflecting back on where I was a year ago, um, my state of mind, my spiritual uh, being. And I just woke up yesterday just with a praise on my, on my, in my mouth, in my heart, just to see the healing hand of God. Amen. Just knowing that God's answers your prayers, that God is true. You know, there are things that we have to walk through, that life is going to happen, but when you begin to just physically and tangibly feel, taste, and see the hand of God, it's, it's just an absolute awesome miracle, amen? So I'm just, you know, in this state of just just worshiping God, going before him on my face, and just thanking them, because it could have been different, amen? It could have turned out a whole, it could have turned out, it was real wild, and I was like, God, how am I going to get through all of this? But just to feel his hand, to hear his voice, to hear him whisper in my ear how he values me, how he loves me, and he's, he, he just wants us just to get to that place in life, amen? And a lot of that is simply through prayer, Simply through communicating with him, simply through just sitting back and say, okay, Father, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to listen for your voice. I'm going to obey your commandments. And as I've been doing that, my relationship with him is just growing deeper and deeper and deeper and just richer. Amen. So I praise God for that. I praise God for all of you. And the reason I wanted to do this prayer series is because I want, I want God to manifest his life in yours like he's manifesting in mine. He is just doing some great things for me. And I'm like, God, I can't hold this in. Like, this is the key. <laughs> this is the key to, uh, to eternal life. This is the key to a strong relationship. This is a key to living um, on earth as it is in heaven. Just, just listening to God's voice, waking up with him, speaking through, with him throughout the day because that's intimacy and God wants to have an intimate relationship with us. That's why he created us to have fellowship with him. So I'm excited today as we close out this series on Jabez, amen. We have been talking about Jabez for the last two, two weeks uh, and today is uh, the final uh, take on this this short scripture in uh second chronicles second chronicles so we've talked about the jabez prayer and we've compared it to uh the lord's prayer and we've talked about uh God uh, expanding. Well, today we're going to be talking about God expanding his territory. And then last week we talked about the Jabez mindset. So if we can just stand this morning before we go into the word, amen. And again, our passage, our scripture reading is coming out of 1 Chronicles chapter 9 and verse 10. And we will read together. From whatever version you're reading from, I'm reading from the ESV. It says, Jabez was more honorable. Everybody, amen. <laughs> oh, I'm saying first Chronicles. It's first Chronicles, isn't it? Yeah, first Chronicles. First Chronicles four. Did I give y'all the wrong scripture? I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, why ain't anybody reading? Okay. <laughs> Second Chronicles four. Verse 9 and 10. I said 1 Chronicles, did I? Oh, man. Old AJ. <laughs> old AJ, no joke. <laughs> okay, because it do say, I'm like, I'm on 1 Chronicles. Am I? Okay. <laughs> okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> I'll be praying for a, 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 a mind. <laughs> I'll be praying. Pray for my mind this morning. Amen. <laughs> that is funny. Okay. <laughs> First Chronicles. Amen. <laughs> Chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. And let us read. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the Lord of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, 
and that you would keep me from harm so it not might bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. Amen. Father God, we come to you this morning, Lord, just thankful, Father God, for this season of, of life, God. Thankful for this this um, holiday that we are approaching, the season of Thanksgiving, God. And we turn our hearts towards you this morning, Lord, asking that you will receive our worship, Father God, that you will speak through me, Lord. Fill me up, Father, with your spirit so that nothing of Katani comes out, Father God, but only what you would have me to say, Father God, as we align our will up to yours, Father God, as we look for the desires of your heart and not ours, God, that you will expand our territory, you will enlarge us, you will bless us indeed, Father God, when we learn, Father God, how to uh, approach you with the proper mindset. So we bless you this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We may be seated. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Amen. I am blessed to have my big sister here this morning as she walks in and her husband. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's so good to see them. Um, so what we've learned um, as, as, as we've studied the scripture is that God created us for ministry. Amen. God did not just say, you know, let me just make some people and just let them hang out. But God created us for ministry. God created us to do a specific task, a specific calling that he's placed on each and every one of our lives. Um, and he's given us the resources that we need. So I just want to review. Uh, it's good to just repeat because that, that way we can uh, get it. So a lot of this may sound repetitive. But it's good to uh, just understand that what God has really called you to, to to be and become. And he uh, crafted you and created you for a specific task that only you can do. And so this morning, as we've been studying the, the prayer of Jabez and just looking at the similarities between the prayer of Jabez and also looking at the, the similarities um, in the Lord's prayer, we see, uh, 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 we see that they, they just kind of connect. And so in the first petition of, of Jabez's prayer, he asked the Lord, uh, he cried out to the God of Israel. And when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, when they had asked him, you know, Lord, when you pray, miracles happen, things are happening, teach us how to pray like you. And Jesus also cries out to the God. He says, our father, which speaks to his relationship with Jehovah, which speaks to his relationship with uh, Elohim, the almighty creator. And so when we are approaching God, we have to make sure that we are coming to him in the correct, uh, in the correct manner. And then it says that, uh, you know, in, in Matthew 6 and 9, it says, who art in heaven, and that speaks of his location. That speaks of who he is, where he resides, and it, it speaks of, of how he transcends us, that he is transcended, that he is in heaven, that he is in earth. There is no place um, in this whole, whole world that he is not. His presence is not. And then it says, holy is your name. So we know that he is set apart. That holy means to be set apart and that he, um, that our appeal to God should be, we should come to him in reverence and that he will vindicate his name. Holy is your name. So when we're, when we're praying and we're asking God, we're really just telling him, God, this is, and we're aligning our, our prayers to his will. It's like, God, vindicate yourself. Vindicate yourself. And so um, the principles that we pull out of here is that there must be a relationship with God for a connection in prayer. Amen? You just don't create a relationship with, that, with someone out speaking to them. It just doesn't happen by osmosis. And so uh, the first principle is that we must develop a relationship with God. We must know, and the second one is, is we must know God, who he is, and, his, and know his attributes and his character. We know that God is, is omnipresent, omniscient, omn I don't know why I always try to say that word, omniscience. We know that God is all-powerful, and we, we know that God is, is the creator of all. And we have to realize that those, we have to understand those characters so that we are not approaching him as if, he, as, as if we're on the same level. God transcends us. God is our heavenly father. God is our creator. And we have to respect that. We have to respect <clears throat> who he is. And then we must believe that God has the ability to provide the answers for our prayers. And a lot of times in our prayers, we want immediate response. We want like now, like 
okay, I prayed 10 minutes ago, and, and I'm, I'm going to go up to this mailbox because the mailman has came, and I pray that there's, you know, my answered prayer, whether it be financial or everything. We want God to immediately answer us, but God has the answers to our prayer. Every prayer that we pray, there's an answer to it. It might be a yes, it might be a no, it might be a wait. And so we have to understand that God has the answers to our prayers, and it's not that our prayers have gone unanswered, but that they are just not in, in line with the will of God. It's, at Sometimes they're not in line with the will of God. And then we must know God created us to, to fulfill a predefined purpose and that he has a plan for, for this world. He has a plan for the world, and we fit in that. And so what we really must do when we are praying to God is like, God, what is your purpose for me? Why was I created? Why did you release me from the heavenlies into this, into this earth realm? What is it that I need to do? Because that's where, we, that's where the shift is. That's where we begin to align with God and align with our purposes. And so then we see in the second petition in 1 Chronicles 4.10, he says, Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. And when we compare that to uh, the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, 10, and 11, it says, your kingdom come. The kingdom being referenced, that they're referencing is God's kingdom. Oh, that you would bless me. Let your kingdom come. Let all that you have purpose for me be. And, and so, so your will will be done. And this is being referenced to, uh, to God's will. Let the purposes of my life come forth. Let them be known to me so that your will will be done, that I can align to your will. And then it says, give us this day our daily bread. And that's, that's just, God, give me the resources that I need one day at a time. Amen? One day at a time. We, can't, we could not handle the full gamut of what God has for us. We would probably just pass out. But God says, you know, I can't give it to you fully because, first of all, probably go crazy, <laughs> you know, thinking like, oh, God, do you have all that for me? Um, but God teaches us to have a relationship with him, to be patient with him. And so that daily bread is just, just enough to make it through this day, God. I just need enough to make it through this day to provide the resources necessary for ministry. And a lot of times we look at our daily bread as sustenance. We look at our daily bread as maybe our money, our job. But God is saying our daily bread, that's everything I need. Every thought that comes through my mind, everything that I need for this day, God, I'm asking that you will just give me enough to make it through because I don't know what the day holds. I don't know what, what I'll run into. I don't know who I will encounter. But if you fill me and you give me your, this day my daily bread and I align it to your will, it's going to be a beautiful day. And so um, when we are asking for God, when we ask God for blessings, you know, a lot of times in our humanness, we think, uh, you know, if our spouse gives us something nice, they buy us a car or a bracelet or they cook a beautiful meal or, you know, they're just being kind. And, you know, we, 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 we equate that to blessings. We equate that to a blessing. And it, it is indeed a blessing. But in the scripture, uh, it's not the biblical meaning of, of, of blessing in the scripture. In the, in the scriptures, um, in the biblical meaning for the word bless is that the ble the the bless in the biblical sense means to ask for or to impart supernatural favor. That means God endowed me with supernatural favor. God performed miracles through me. God moved on my behalf for your kingdom and your purposes and your will. And as we read through scripture, we see where God has favored people, where God has blessed people to do something astronomical, something that only could have been done through God. So when we're asking God for his blessings and saying, God, give me the strength, give me the power to do only what you could do. Bless me in the supernatural realms to be able to uh, do, the, do the things that you've called me to do. So when we say, God, bless me, we're essentially saying, provide for me today those things that I will need to enable your kingdom um, to manifest here on earth. And that's what it's all about manifesting the will of God on earth. And, um, you know, if my personally, I don't want anything more. I don't want anything less. I want to make sure, you know, that I'm aligning myself to God's will because that's where, that's where the peace of God is. That's where the rest of God is. That's, that's where any struggle that we're going through is just if we can align ourselves to the peace of God, to, to the center point of his will, then God will indeed bless us. So we see that in... Um, the story of Jacob in uh, Genesis, Genesis chapter 32, where Jacob was uh, uh, 
We all know the story. Well, many of us know the story of Jacob. Jacob was a very prosperous man. He was a a trickster. He was was a mess. Uh, But he had the favor of God upon his life. And anything he touched, just anything he put his hands to, just turned out right. Even though he was going, doing these things by his own will. Jacob's cattle, Jacob's sheep, everything he put his hands on, God blessed him and multiplied him. But Jacob was using it for his advantage, and he stole the birthright of his brother. And he had just did all these things and just made a great name for himself. But he got to a point in his life where he was like, God, I've accomplished all this, but my heart is empty. You know, I got these wives, I got these children, I've got, there's nothing else physically or tangibly that he needed. But he needed, what he really needed was a relationship with God. And so as he's journeying to uh, go and apologize and reconnect with his brother, uh, an angel encounters him and he has this great fight, this great wrestling with this, this angel. And the angel is like, dude, it's morning, let me go. And he's not, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go, God, until you put me on the right track. I will not let you go until I get into the center of your will. And that's the kind of prayers we need to be praying. Like, God, I don't want to return to what I know. I don't want to return to common. I want to return when they see me, God. I want them to see me in a different light. And so we hear hear the story where the angel touched touched his hip and and, and that he, uh, when he did reunite with everybody, he now had a limp. And that limp was a sign that he had had an encounter with God. And that his name was no longer Jacob, but it was now Israel. And so when we, when we want to really just um, understand, there's some wrestling that we have to do with God. And it's okay. It really is. It's okay to wrestle with God. It's okay to just spill out those things that uh, are bothering you, those, those hard places that you can't seem to get the apology across. You can't seem to connect the dots, all these things that, you know, okay, God, I'm going to go in, I'm going to try it again, and you come out with the same results. But when we take the time to just wrestle with God, God will heal us. In James 4 and 2, it says, what causes quarrels, what causes quarrels, and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. I think this is a profound scripture that is saying that when you are asking God for something, you have to remove your heart's desire out of it. A lot of times we ask things for God that just our eye gates, our ear gates, you know, the lust of the eye. We want it because it looks good to us, or I want to obtain that. I want to, I want to be like the Joneses. I want the big house. I want the nice job. There's nothing wrong with any of that, that God wants to bless us with those things. But we have to remember, we have to remember that if it's not in his will, it's not going to uh, come to fruition. So in Matthew Henry uh, commentary, I, I really uh, like this definition. It says, Sinful desires and affections stop prayer. Sinful desires and affections stop your prayers. And the working of our own desires to, and, our, and the working of our own desires towards God. So when I'm trying to get a relationship with God, but I'm asking God for this, I'm asking God for that, I'm trying to intermingle my relationship with him with my desires, it stops the prayer because God is God alone. And then it also goes on to say, and let us be beware that what we do not, excuse me, and let us beware that what we do not abuse or misuse the mercies received. Don't, don't mess around with God's mercies. By the disposition of a heart when prayers are granted. When men ask God for prosperity, when men ask God prosperity, they often ask with wrong aims and intentions. If we thus seek the things of this world, it's just in God to deny them. Unbelieving and cold desires begs denials. So when we're, we're, we're praying to God and we're praying out of our own selfishness, it, it's just like God is like, 
denied, <laughs> denied, you know, uh, it's like applying for a loan, denied. Um, God is not going to uh, grant those wishes for us. As we may be sure that when prayers are rather the languages of lust than of grace, they will return empty. So we have to understand that God is looking at our heart condition, that God is always looking at our heart. He's always looking at our motives, and he's making sure, are they aligning to me? So this past year, I've just really been learning to just align with God's will. Through all the things that are going on in life, I'm like, God, I want to align with your will. And so when we see Jabez saying, God bless me, it doesn't necessarily equate to obtaining tangible things. It's not the physical stuff that Jabez was after. When he says, enlarge my territory, he wasn't asking God to bless him with tangible things, but he was asking God to just give me what is due me as I align to you, God. Give me what is in the will of God for me. So neither Jabez nor Jacob expressed to God the matter of what God would bless them with. They just asked God to bless them. And so this morning, as, 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 as we're moving um, forward in this passage, make sure that you don't attach things to the blessings. Amen? And we do that so often. I mean, it's just so easy. <laughs> you know, like, God, I need this, I need that. And it's not that God doesn't want to grant our desires, but let's make sure that when we're approaching him, we're approaching a holy God. We're, we're approaching a righteous God and that we don't need to attach blessings because God knows. God knows exactly what we need. God knows, I mean, there's things that are in our treasure, in our storehouse in heaven that we have no clue. And we're asking for something and God is like, but I have better for you. Align it to my will. I have a home for you in a nice neighborhood. I have a job for you, a good paying job. All of these things, as we align our will to God, God will begin to grant them. So um, the reason God does not bless some of us is uh, the way we, we approach him. It's simply that we, we, we come with an anticipation of the blessing instead of an anticipation of us lining up to God's will. Um, and we come with our specific requirements. God, this is what I need. I want a husband. He got to be over six feet. He got to have a six-figure income. You know, ladies, we line it up. This is what I want. When a man that's five feet might have it going on, but we just like, that's just not my style. That does not attract me. <laughs> and God is like, oh, your blessing's over there, you know? And so we pass it up because of lustful desires. We pass it up because it doesn't, make, uh, it doesn't fit into the box of who we think, you know, we should, uh, that we should be uh, connected to. And God is just like, okay, you asked for it. It's right in front of your eyes, but your lust, your desires, your, you know, I'm going to show my friends this. And God is like, go ahead and show your friends that because next thing you know, he's going to be messing with your friends. So we have to really be careful of what we're asking for when we are, are doing it. So whenever we are praying, we just have to leave the results and the blessings to God. Amen. Just leave it alone. Just pray and say, God, I'm going to line up with your will and the results will be okay with me. Amen. So um, God bless me doesn't mean to give me more of what um, I can get for myself. So a lot of times we're praying for things that we can attain ourselves. Jacob was, a, was an excellent farmer, a, a, an excellent herdsman. And so he had the ability to do what he wanted, and he was rich. He was one of, one of the richest men of the land because he had the ability to do it. And so a lot of times we're asking God for things and desires that we have the capability to do ourselves. We have the capability to get our own, to get an education, to get a job, you know, stop being lazy and just waiting for the windows of heaven to open up when God says everything, every promise I have will be given to you, but you've got to, you know, you've got to participate in the blessings of God. So the third position was um, in 1 Chronicles 4.10, enlarge my territory, and that's where we're going to be today. Enlarge my territory. Larger, larger borders equate to more ministry. Amen? Enlarge, Father God, my territory. I want to do more for you. Uh, the word territory used is land or area or location, district, dwelling place. Um, and in a general sense, 
because we know that Jabez was a herdsman, that, that he was asking God to increase his borders, to enlarge his territory. So when Jabez cried out to God, enlarge my territory, he was looking at his present circumstances. And so I don't know, you know, we can just play back that, you know, Jabez is a man of God. Jabez is not um, wanting to fight for what is rightfully his. Jabez is remembering that his ancestry, that I'm a child, you know, that I'm in the lineage of Abraham. I'm in the lineage of, of Moses. I'm in the lineage of all these great men of God. And Jabez is like, God, you promised this. <laughs> I heard the story of, of uh, Joshua and Caleb and crossing, um, crossing over and uh, crossing over the Jordan and what they saw and what you promised to them. And here I am with this little plot of land that I've inherited from, um, from my family. But God, there's, there's more. I'm looking at the vastness of land that is just unoccupied. I'm looking at the vast area that I live in and there's just room for more growth, God. So Father, if it is your will, expand my territory expand it. And we have to understand this morning that we cannot just settle as being church folks. Amen. I mean, let's be honest. Some of us have not opened our Bible all week. We open it on Sunday morning, but then we want God to expand our territory. We haven't prayed. We haven't had devotion. We're just, you know, looking for the magic genie. Well, maybe, you know, this will be the time that I receive the word. God is like the word has already been released. Start activating your faith. Quit looking to God to bless you when you can, you can be a blessing. And God is saying, when you align, I will expand your territory. And so as Christians, we have to understand that, you know, coming in here on Sunday and warming up the pew is just not hitting it. It's not hitting it. God did not create us to be bench warmers. God created us to be outside of these doors, amen, doing great and marvelous things for him. And so as a ministry, we have been expanding our territory. Just a few weeks ago, we met as, as, as a leadership team and just began to plan out what God is calling for us to do, remembering what the past was, gathering those pieces that we need to regather and beginning to say, you know what, God, expand our territory. Do what you want, God, as we align ourselves to you. And so we, you know, I asked you this morning, go home and think about, you know, what can I do at church? Like I've been, excuse me, maybe on the worship team all my life. Maybe I've been an usher all my life. I mean, there, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's something specific in you that only you can do, that only uh, God's will will come through you. And so I can guarantee you right now, he didn't just make you to open and close doors. God created you to do something else. Take your ministry outside of the walls of this church. Come out on Tuesday and help feed the homeless. Come out and, and do what God has called you to do. Expand your territory. Go across the street and witness to your neighbor. Go down the hall and speak to your coworkers. Begin to expand the gift of God that is within you, and you will see that God will enlarge your territory. So from the context, of, uh, the context and re results of Jabez's prayer, we can see that there was more to his request than asking for a, for a simple piece of real estate. He wanted more influence. He wanted more responsibility and more opportunity to mark, uh, mark his territory for the use of God to help proclaim God as being the king of Israel, the God of Israel. So once again, Jabez prayed to God, enlarge my territory. His focus was not personal. It was not for, for gain. It was not for earthly gain, but it was for kingdom purposes. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, I want to align all that you've given me with what is going on in heaven. I often pray to God and say, you know what, God, am I reflecting heaven? You know, when, in, in, when I'm in position or going through circumstances, I'm always like, make sure you're aligning to heaven because flesh wants to handle it, okay? <laughs> flesh will go the a complete opposite way that back in the 70s when they had that WW, I don't know if it was the 70s, might not have been that long ago, um, WWJG, what would Jesus do? Anytime that I am confronted with a situation, I'm, I'm learning because it's not all the time. Plus, trust me, uh, God, what would you have me to do? What, what would be the re proper response? What would be the proper heavenly response in all that we do? So um, as we're going through this season of, of re re 
reopening. We have reopened, amen, praise God. And as uh, God, we're asking God to broaden our territory, our territory so that ministry goes forth, so that ministry uh, begins to seep out and we can see the results of what God is doing to us. Uh, when I just, you know, think back on, on the beginning days of this, this house of restoration and just simply me and pastor coming and sitting in the parking lot and just saying, this is our territory, God, walking around the building and proclaiming, God, what would you have us to do? How, how in the world do uh, we go about, you know, proclaiming this as our, our territory? What do we need to do, God? Aligning ourselves to your will. If this is your will, then let it be. And as a result, we, because we are in the building, we see that, we, you know, our plans uh, that God had given us were aligned to his will. And so our borders, when we're asking God to increase our borders, it's not just for nothing, but it's for the use of God. It's for the use of God's kingdom. Um, someone else, you know, someone here could just be coming to church and just be, you know, receiving the word, receiving the word. And it's okay to receive, but it's also better to do. It's also better to put that word into action, to begin to, to move and do the things that God has called us to do. So we've got to learn to just, you know, get tired. Have you ever gotten tired of your own self? I do. You know, you're just like, I'm so sick of myself. I'm so sick of the cycle I'm in. I'm so sick of the mundane, everyday life. You know, waking up every morning and that usual itis and go to work and do this and do that. And there's no change. There's no real joy in it. And God is saying, broaden your territory. Reach out. Expand your, expand the gifts that are within you. And God will help us to, to increase our ministry personally and corporately. So most of us um, should not be content in our current state. If you're content in your current state, that's a problem because God is progressive. God is always moving. God is always asking us to join him in his work. We'll look back on a past miracle and we will just we will just drain that thing <laughs> like, oh, I remember when, and that testimony is 30 years ago, and you're still living off of that. And God is like, but the storehouse is full of testimonies. The storehouse is full of gifts. The storehouse is full of joy and peace. And we seem to get stuck in that one thing. But God is saying, I want to give you more. I want to give you more ministry. I want you to, to you know, strive to, to, to be someone, you know, uh, with great influence in the world. Jabez, out of this, was just a great influencer. People looked up to him. The scripture talks about he, uh, when, it, when it opens up, it talks about how honorable he was compared to his brothers, how honorable God and how God favored him because he was a man of, about God's business. So let's not be content in what, you know, and weary and well-doing, but let's, let's make sure that we stay on track for all that God is asking us to do. So just say, God, enlarge my territory. Say it again. God, enlarge my territory. Amen. And say it with boldness. Say it believing. God, you know, that dream that I've had, those things that I've desired, Lord, teach me to, to get into your will, Father God. Teach me to, to uh, begin to pray the prayers that, are, that, that will help me adjust. And so one of the things that I've been doing for, for over the last year is just waking up in the morning, and if I don't know what to pray, I just pray the Lord's Prayer. I simply pray the Lord's Prayer, or I'll, I'll, I'll recite Psalms 23, because I know that those prayers are aligned to God's will, and I'll be like, God, if when I'm praying those prayers, it's not like just out of recital, but it's out of God, change my heart. I need, these, I need these prayers to get into the depths of my heart, to intertwine into my heart and change my mindset. And so there's some work that we have to do. There's work that we have to do in order to be blessed. In, in order for God to enlarge our territory, to stretch our borders out, there's work that we have to do because God's not taking no depressed broke down, worried, okay, robbing Peter to pay Paul, all the stuff that we do in life because of the circumstances that we've gotten into. God's like, you broke down. I need you to be healed. I'm going to use you, and you are just, you know, you're, you're just a wreck right now. So it is important for us as Christians, as people, to make sure that, you know, we are mentally healthy, amen, that we are, we are, we are doing for ourselves. Don't ask God for a blessing, amen, and you're broke down because you will repeat the cycle. 
You'll repeat the cycle. And so I'm, I'm an advocate of mental health. I'm an advocate of, of getting good counseling so that when God does stretch my borders, amen, that I won't hurt people, that I won't harm people, that I won't, I won't be having flashbacks, that I won't be like, oh, man, what did you just say? You know, you know how you, you turn and, you know, we're going to keep Sybil at bay. You're going to sit back there and we're going to be good. We're going to let the Holy Spirit handle this. And so when we're asking for God to enlarge our territory um, so that we can do more ministry, we have to be healthy. And we know our issues. We know our sin issues. I don't need to go into that. We know everything that, in, that satisfies our flesh. We know those little hidden secrets. And God is saying, I, I need you to bring those to the table. Because I don't need them under my tent. I don't need them under my tent. I don't need them in, in, in ministry because what it's going to do is that it, it just sets up that trap for the enemy. Because he's just sitting back waiting. He's simply sitting back waiting and just saying, okay, all I need to do is just set up the right time, the right place, the right person, and they're going to crumble. And so we have to make sure that when we are asking God, we, are, are, we ourselves are healthy. So to experience, to experience expanded ter territory, God has to work through us. And that's the importance of us being healthy Christians, amen? That's the important, important for us to understand that God can't use me if I'm hating on somebody, if I haven't forgiven somebody, if I haven't paid a debt that I owe, because those things are, are not... Um, God's will is that we be good stewards. God's will is that we, we give our tithes and offering. God's will is that we are obedient to his word and to the laws. And so God doesn't, God, God, I'm not saying, God can't use us effectively if we are staying in that state. And I can tell you, I've lived life in that state like, I'm going to do good and I'm going to do this, this and that, but I'm going to go do me too. And God is like, no, you need to choose ye this day who you will serve. And so to, expend, to experience expanded territory, territory one, we, one thing we need to understand is about Jesus' ministry. When you uh, study the life of Jesus, um, just an awesome man, okay? He was fully God, but he was fully man. And Jesus walked around and just made such a profound impact while here on earth. And that's because Jesus understood the assignment, amen? He understood why, uh, why, why, he was, uh, why he came. He understood that he was going to have to bear a cross. He understood the pain and torture he was going to have to go through. But even in all of the things that he had to, had to eventually sustain, his love for us never wavered. His mission never wavered. And so we see stories like um, when the wedding, at the wedding feast when when they ran out of wine, and we see that he, he, uh, you, he, didn't, he didn't just say, you know, hey, here's his wine, but he always stayed connected to the Father in everything he did. When he was casting out demons, when he was healing people, when he touched the woman of name's son, when he raised up Lazarus, he was always in constant communion with his Father. Father, is this your will? God, are you working here? And God would answer him. And those are the miracles that we, we witness is because he never lost communication with God. In all of his dealings and everything that he did, he was always in communication with God. One of my favorite scriptures is John 5 and 19. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own, but only what he sees the father doing. For, wherever, for whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and, the, and shows the Son himself and what he is doing here on earth. We need to grab that scripture and understand that God loves us. Amen? And God wants to show us where he's working and what he's doing. And it comes in the oddest ways. Sometimes God will say, I need you to call someone, or I need you to go and hug someone. I need you to let that go. I need you to go and apologize to someone. And we'll think, mm -mm, I'm not apologizing to nobody. But that's the same place God is working. That's the place where God is working. If you will just apologize, pick up the phone, pay the bill, quit hiding the car. <laughs> you know, all the things that we do to try and maneuver our lives, God is just like, just be honest. Come clean and come straight. And if you come clean and come straight, his hand will provide. God is just saying, if you apologize, 
Bloop, that window in heaven is going to open up and pour you out a blessing. And so we must really understand that obedience to God is love for God. Obedience to God is, is the portal to God releasing our blessings. And so Jesus stayed on, in track with his father. And it was, it was, it was his, his, he, you know, he, he prayed with expectation because he just didn't pray a prayer, but he prayed a, a prayer that aligned to God's will. And so if we accept, if we expect God to expand our territory and give us more ministry, we must make ourselves available to God by showing up where God is working and allow God to do the rest through us. Amen. When you, when you are praying to God and when you are seeking God and you're seeking the will of God, what you're doing is holding God accountable. It really is. You're holding God accountable to his promises to you. You're holding God accountable to the word. When you're in the center of his will, God can't do anything else but respond. And that's how Jesus was able to just do the miraculous things of God because he stayed in the center of God's will. And that's why it puzzled the, the disciples, like, we're, we're praying and we're trying to cast this demon out, and what is going on? How come we don't have that power? And God's like, well, when I'm up at night praying, when I'm fasting, <laughs> when I'm doing the things to stay in the center of the will, y'all over there arguing about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom, y'all bickering over this, y'all bickering over that, and he's like, stay focused. Follow me. <laughs> don't, 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 um, don't. Don't, don't quit trying to gain the worldliness because this world is going to go away. This world will vanish. And so in man's economy, we look for the tangible things. But in God's economy, um, God is looking, for our, looking to just grow us up. God is, God is, God's economy is really in our weakness. If you would just humble yourselves, if you would just lay down your desires, um, God will strengthen you. God will give you the spiritual fortitude to move, up, move on. So a, lo a, lo a whole lot of us have this theology of God, anoint me so I can do for you. I want to do more for you, God. Man, if you just bless me, if you anoint me. Um, but that's not proper theology. In God's, um, in God, when God anoints me, it should be so I can do for you, God. It should be so that I can align to you. Anoint me so I can express you in my life, so that I can, can, can glorify and honor you in my life. God doesn't want us to ask uh, of anything that we have the, our own ability. We have the ability to do it ourselves. God's like, I'm after supernatural giftings. When we see uh, Christ getting ready to ascend into heaven and he's talking to his disciples and he tells them, Greater things will you do. I'm leaving you a comforter. And greater things will you do. And God is saying to us today, greater things can you do. You can do it, amen? You can do it when you align yourselves to, when you align your, yourselves to God. And so um, large, uh, larger borders equate to more miracles, amen? And we have seen miracle after miracle. Here in this house, we've seen miracle after miracle in our families and our friends of what God is calling us to do. So I just want to leave you this morning with this, this thought. When you are asking God to, uh, uh, when you're asking God, you know, for things and making sure that you have aligned your will, the big ideal is that we should understand that when we are in the will of God, when we align our prayers with God, to God's will, we obligate God to answer our prayers because it's in his will. So it's almost like I'm going to God and I'm asking him for something and it's in his will. It's almost like God talking to himself, like you're talking to God and you're just talking to him. And it's like, it's, to me, I just interpret that as God is talking to himself. My will, I'm praying his will to him. And of course, he's going to obligate, it obligates him to answer himself. And so God's like, I'm not going to look crazy and just leave you out there hanging. I'm not going to just let you, you know, just frolic around. He says, but when we align our will to God, we obligate God to answer our prayers. We obligate him to give, a, give us a, a positive response because it's in his will, because it's already been written in the chronicles of our life. 
that God wants to bless us and bless us indeed. God wants to expand our territory. God wants to, to perform miracles and use us in profound ways. And so when God, when we allow God to intervene, amen, when we put God's will before our wants and desires, it obligates him. So this morning, I want you all to practice on obligating God. Just say, God, I'm, I, I just pray your will over my life. I've I got to take my hands off this situation. I got to quit trying to maneuver and find the right verbiage and do this and do that and be nice and uh, do all these things and just come up come out more frustrated, come out more hurt, come out more confused. But God is just simply saying, "Allow me to be the author and finisher of your faith. Allow me develop the mindset of Jabez. God enlarge my territory." so that your will will be done. And that will begin to obligate God. In Matthew 6 and, uh, 6 and 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. When we seek God and we seek him first, and we feel that shift in our heart, we begin to feel the presence of God walking with us. We, be, we begin to hear the voice of God talking to us. Even when we get into crazy circumstances, we hear the Holy Spirit saying, back it up, don't respond. <laughs> we hear those things, and, but, you know, we all, you know, a lot of times we want to defend ourselves. Oh, they're not getting away with that. And we will spiritually cut somebody out. We'll, we'll flip the word, and, you know, <laughs> let me tell you what the word says. <laughs> you know, we'll try to guilt somebody into to things, and God is just like, absolutely not. Align your thoughts, your heart with my will and I will handle those situations for us. So that's, that's what the prayer of Jabez is. It's not only that Jabez was asking for stuff. He was asking for more land. He was asking for a larger territory. Jabez's prayer opened up the heart of God to where everyone, that whole providence was blessed by Jabez. That his territory, as he walked out and he looked at the borders of his life, well, I can only grow this, you know, I can only grow this much crop. My animals can only be pinned in in this fence. And he looked out at the vastness of the land. He said, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and everything that dwells within it. My father, Abraham, the Lord told him that we would multiply to the sands as the sand on the sea, on the shores, that, that his, his lineage would be the, he would be the father of many, that his territory would expound and not only expound, but that it would pass through the generations. I'm a king kid. I'm part of that lineage. So this little plot of land I'm living on is not aligning to what God has shown me. So God, I obligate myself. I obligate you, Father, to answer your prayer. You said in scripture, in my, in my, when I look back at my genealogy, that I'm great, <laughs> that I'm favored. Hallelujah. Don't you know you're great this morning? Don't you know you're favored? Don't you know you're a child of the king? Then claim what is yours this morning. Amen. Ask God to expand your territory. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this word this morning, Lord. Father, we bless you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we ask, Lord, as we align to your will, Father, and all that you have for us, Lord, this morning we say, God, expand our territory, expand our finances, expand our relationships, God, expand our influence as you did for Jabez, Father God, so that we might be men and women of God that have the resources to impact our neighbors, impact our family, impact our community, God, because we have aligned to your will. So we thank you this morning for this teaching, God. We thank you for opening up our eyes between the comparison of these two scriptures and understanding that we are favored, we are highly favored, we are blessed, God, and when we align to you, everything that is stored up in the heavenlies will be released for us. May the Lord bless this word this morning. Amen. As we stand this morning and get ready to just go before the Lord.
Amen. I just want to open up this altar to you this morning. Whether you want to come up front on your own and pray, you want to kneel. If you need someone to come to you, just raise your hand this morning. Everything that God has for us is here this morning. The beginning of a changed life this morning. The beginning of something fresh. The beginning of something new. The beginning of a long answered, the beginning of a prayer that's been going forth. Questions and solutions are here this morning because the Spirit of God is here with us. And God is simply saying, I want to bless you. And I want to bless you indeed. So this altar is open this morning. If you are watching online, just connect with one of our online hosts. Amen. They will pray with you. You can call the church. We want to be a church, amen, that is transparent. Whatever you, whatever you want to uh, expose will be held in confidence. Because truth be told, we've all had situations. We've all have sinned and fallen short. But praise God for Jesus, our wonderful Savior. And when we invite him into our lives as our Lord and personal Savior, that's the first step of alignment. Amen. Father, we thank you again, Lord. We thank you again. As we close out this series on Jabez, Lord, may salvations come through it, God. May understanding come. May peace come. May answered prayers begin to come to fruition, Lord. May expanded territory be the norm for us, God as we align our hearts to your will, Lord, everything we need will fall into place. Everything our hearts desires that is connected to your will will come forth, will spring forth like rivers of living water. So we bless you again and again and again, and we thank you for your precious son, Jesus, who came and showed us and walked it out for us even to the point, Father God, that he went on the cross and died to seal our salvation, to seal our promises, and to seal your obligation to us. So we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus this morning. Amen and amen.